You're listening to the Weekly Wrap-Up on Sprott Money News. Well, hello again from Sprott Money News and SprottMoney.com. It's Valentine's Day, February the 14th, 2020, and it's time for your Weekly Wrap-Up. I'm your host, Craig Hemke, and joining us today is everyone's favorite Valentine, Eric Sprott. Eric, good morning. Hey, good morning, Craig. Uh, yes, I've expressed my Valentine's Day wishes and, and uh, looking forward to a good Valentine's Day. Yeah, yeah, let's do. Hey, and I've got some exciting news for everybody listening uh, here at Sprott Money News. Uh, And if you are planning to attend the 2020 PDAC conference in Toronto, Sprott Money will be holding a PDAC warm-up event on Saturday evening, February the 29th. That's two weeks from tomorrow, from 6 to 8 at a place called the Pravda Vodka Bar. That's I'd I'd like to go to the Pravda. That just sounds like a fun place, doesn't it? That's a dangerous place to go, my friend. I would imagine. And, and, and if Sprout Money's hosting it, that means you can probably get a free drink while you're there. Um, I'm sure. You can add your name to the guest list by going to submissions at SproutMoney.com or sending us an email at that address. The event is going to fill up fast, you think? Uh, so make sure you RSVP now. Uh, Eric, speaking of PDAC... Um, please, uh, everybody, don't forget to check out the Sprott Money booth when you're there. And you might even find Eric there. I hear you're speaking at that event, Eric. I am speaking. I'm speaking on uh, Sunday morning uh, for a very short time. I think the topic I'm talking about is just investing in the uh, in the resource space or more specifically the precious metal space. And it's just sort of an off-the-cuff thing, so... I won't hand out all my trade secrets, but I'll I'll give people a few of them. Maybe you and I should do a like one of those things with a couple of chairs where they set us up. We'll do like a you know like a question and answer sometime. That might be fun. Yeah, yeah, that would be very enjoyable. Well, let's have some question and answer now, my friend. It has been a good week okay. for the metals. Gold is up about twelve dollars on the week as we speak. Silver's even up for crying out loud, if you can imagine that. Uh, what have you been watching this week? I know the virus is still on your mind. Well, I probably spend as much time, if not more, on the virus now than I do looking at precious metals, which is a bit of a statement, okay, that I I think that it's the overriding concern right now. And as we watch this, well, first of all, I probably just to to put it out there, I think it was three weeks ago we talked about it the first time. Uh, This is the fourth week. And the cases then were 200. They're now 60,000. Hmm. that is a big, big change. And in fact, I found an interesting line where somebody said, well, you know, um, Pubai only had 50 cases, let's say five or six weeks ago, 50. And now they got 60,000. And it's a statement about pandemic. What can happen when something just starts spreading in a community? Uh, and as we watched it this week, of course, on, I'm going to say Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, it looked like things were coming under control, which I didn't honestly believe, having, you know, gone out into the, the traffic there and you, you, you see things where people from China are telling, telling us about what's really going on there. Then all of a sudden on Thursday, they get the revision where instead of the 1,500 increase in Wednesday, they had 15,000 increase on Thursday. And it puts us right back on this um, sort of quickly rising number of cases. Um, For example, I've heard that there's 300 cases in Shanghai. Well, you know what? 
300 is a number that once you get there, that's hard to control, man. Yeah. And, and I would say for the listeners, you have to um, look at situations that mathematically are telling you something. And of course, one of them was there was this dinner in Hong Kong with his family on uh, Feb 19th, sorry, Jan 19th. And on Feb 7th, all nine of them showed up with the coronavirus. And so that was uh, about 17 days later. Interesting. 17 days later, they're all at the same dinner and they're sharing a, a crock pot or something, you know. Right. So they, they got the disease from each other. Now, that's a very telling thing. One, that it was 17 days. That's a very important thing to think about with no signs of anything. OK. Uh, two, the fact that they all got it was shocking. And, of course, the other one is the cruise liner that now has something like 233-odd people that seem to have picked up this, this disease, whereas I'm willing to bet that a week ago it was 10. 10. Got from 10 to 233. And, you know, quite frankly, I don't even know how many people they've tested over there because uh, I read that Japan said, somebody in Japan said, we only can do 1,000 tests a day which kind of shocked me. How can we do a thousand tests a day? Uh, and meanwhile, there's 6,000 people on the ship. So is it any wonder they really, I think they really only tested the first like 350 or some number like that. And we got 233 cases already. These are staggering numbers. The thousand dollar, the thousand person testing thing from Japan is a statement. How many tests do we think the Chinese can do? When does the healthcare system finally Say no mas. We can't deal with this. There was an article this morning saying there's 2,000 healthcare workers in China that have the disease. Yeah. So as you need more people, you get le- to to help people. You get less people just to serve them. And it was instructive to me. Another number thing. It was a big deal when uh, China said they're going to build two hospitals in Wuhan, one of a thousand beds and one of 1,300 beds. And they did it in like two weeks. That would have taken care of less than half the cases yesterday in one day. Less than half the cases in a, in a day. How do you get in front of this? Right. I don't think you get in front of it. That's the problem. And we have a couple of cities that are showing signs where it could spread quickly. One of them Singapore and one of them Hong Kong. Um, they're both over 50 cases. Their people live in tight quarters there. So we got to keep our eye on, on those things and make sure that those don't start new centers outside of China. And, of course, the count keeps going up in various places. Uh, Germany is one of the more uh, quickly growing ones, strangely as it might be. Uh, both Canada and the U.S. have been sort of modest so far. England's been had a pretty good uh, caseload there. Um there are a couple other things that I think came out this week is that it looks like the virus is airborne, i.e. just particles in the air. Um, the, the, I, there was an economic number out of China where car sales were down 20% in January, right. and it's estimated they, they could be down 50 to 80 in February, which is not unexpected. Why would it be? Food inflation was 20% in China in January. So there's things happening, both from a health perspective, 
which is the most important thing that we're talking about here, and an economic perspective that if things don't get under control, which they're far from being under control, will cause, well, almost economic chaos. So this week, for the first time in years, I put a little, very, very, very modest short on the market, okay, for the first time in years. And the reason I you don't want to short is you always know the Fed could stand in there. Right. And not with, notwithstanding <clears throat> that GDP is down 20, the stock market will hit a new high because the Fed's giving money to everyone. So you got to be a little careful shorting here. But anyway, coronavirus is a huge problem. Everyone should stay on it from a personal health perspective, from an economic perspective, and from a, a gold and silver perspective in the sense that if everyone doesn't want to buy the paper assets, they might say, you know, what can I buy where I can hold in there, where I can right. hang in and, and keep my assets? And I'll tell you my history. When I got in gold in 2000, I bought it because I wanted to hang in there. All I wanted to do was hang in. I could see the market was going to crash. I wanted to hang in there. And lo and behold, gold went from 250 to $1,900, even though I was just trying to hang in there. And I suspect we might see something like that again where all of a sudden gold's the go-to thing and the price rockets. And and I see a lot of, I guess, uh, Twitter activity, Eric, uh, people on, even on my site, that say, you know, this is this is not as bad as the flu. The flu kills thousands of people a year. What's the, what's the big deal? The big deal, at least to me, is you've got half of China under quarantine and it's not coming off anytime. So you got Apple's primary plant, that Foxconn plant, that is still shut down. I mean, the, the economic disruption globally is what is the big deal at the end, you know, for a lot of folks. And everybody knows, we've already seen this out of People's Bank of China. They're just going to print. They're printing you on like crazy and flooding the economy with liquidity. You know that's what the central banks are going to do in the West as well. Yeah, yeah. And let's not forget that when people say it's not as bad as flu, it isn't in terms of the number of deaths yet. But... Uh, people mistake the death rate. You know, they say, well, there's 60,000 cases and there's 1,300 deaths, therefore it's 2%. That's not true. There's been about 6,000 recover and 1,300 die. That's your death rate, 20%, okay? So don't fall to the, and, and the death rate of the ordinary flu is below one, yeah. way below one. Yeah. yeah, it's probably like 0.1 or something, right? So if it was 0.1 and the other one was 20, it's 200 times difference, 200 times that's what you got to focus on. And, and to that end, I, I just want to lay this down, everybody, in case people missed it. For five years, when gold was in a range between about 1100 and 1300 for five years, the Fed was trying to draw down their balance sheet, convince everybody that things were going to be normalized. And they drew down the balance sheet by $750 billion over five years. Well, now, since not QE began in October, it's gone back up by $423 billion in five months. Eric, the solution for everything is printing money. It, it looks that way, and I gather from uh, Powell's testimony that he said, you know, if we're facing a recession, we'll do it again. We're going to print. We're going to reduce interest rates. We will be the primary fighter of any economic recession. Now, it's hard to stop. You're not going to stop an economic recession that's a result of a pandemic. You know, the yeah. pandemic's a pandemic, okay? There's nothing, money can't do anything about it. You might be able to hold things in there. You might, maybe you can, miracles can happen. And, you know, everyone's earnings can disappear, but the stock stays up because the Fed's in there buying it. 
that you know could happen. But I'll guarantee you, one asset will outperform all those other ones, and that'll be gold because people know it's the real deal. Right. And I and I want to transition to a couple things about the shares. But before I do, uh, anything else on your mind you want to make sure you point out to folks this week? Well, you know what? I'm very disappointed in the World Health Organization and the Center for Disease Control. I mean, how these agencies that are supposed to be looking after our health keep downplaying the possible severity of things makes me sick. That should be their primary job to warn us that it could be bad. You know, you can at least put it in some language where you're telling us it could be bad and, you know, start thinking about preparing for it. And, you know, in terms of our listeners, if people think it could get bad, you know what? For all of about a hundred bucks, you can go out and buy some medical things that would help you fight the coronavirus, you know, natural supplements and things like that. A hundred dollars. Come on, get prepared here. And anyone can go read up what those things should be. So anyway, I I think there should have been a little more um, uh, forewarning uh, by the health authorities. Yeah, no, I agree. All right. So as we sit here on Friday morning, uh, like I said, gold is up, uh, I don't know, 11, 12 dollars in the week. Silver's up a little bit. Shares look to have another good day today if that continues. I, I think a lot of folks though are wondering, especially as we see the earnings reports coming out, Eric, we're all waiting for a moment when uh, money globally starts to flow into the sector. And once it begins to flow, things are going to move fast because it's such a small sector. Yeah. But what will be the trigger? What do, I mean, I, I want to ask myself, do we need to get, you know, the, the HUI index or the GDX to be a, get, up, get them above their 2016 highs? Um, what, what do you think global asset managers, what, what will spark their interest in the sector? What will get it rolling? Sure. Well, I've always been a huge believer all my investment life in earnings. And, uh, of course, we've had some good earnings now just announced in this fourth quarter. Uh, by far, uh, the best value are things like Kinross and Willby, uh, Kirkland Lake Gold versus uh, Agnico and Barrick. That uh, Those things seem to trade at very, very high multiples. I think Barrick's at 35 and Agnico's at 50, whereas both uh, Kinross and Kirkland, I think, will be at like in the 10 to 15 times earnings. So I think those earnings on a relative basis, particularly knowing we've now seen one company that showed us our average price of gold in the fourth quarter was 1483. Well, you know what? We're 1583 today. Yeah. Well, there's a hundred bucks extra, man. That's all pure gravy. So those earnings numbers that we saw in the fourth quarter are, will be beaten if things stay the way they are this quarter. So I'm a great believer that, that earnings will, uh, will turn things around here. Uh, of course, a, 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 a technical breakout of any of those index, whether it's the UE index or the uh, GDX, I think people are watching the gold stocks these days. There's way more people interested in them, and I don't think it's going to take much to really uh, cause a big move here, particularly when some of them are so cheap going in on a fundamental basis. Yeah. Well, we'll wait for that. And it has been a great earning season so far. No question about that. You mentioned Kirkland. They're about what, a week after next. Is that right? They're the, they're the 19th. So, so next oh, week. Next week. All right. Yeah. Something to yep. We'll certainly be talking about that in next week's show. That's for sure. Uh, for the rest of the yeah. time this week, of course, we had a, a list of names people have sent us this week. I As I always try to tell everybody, we can't get to all of them. So I always ask Eric before we begin, 
if he's got an opinion. We look at every single one. If you don't hear your uh, suggestion mentioned, it's because Eric didn't have an opinion. But he did have an opinion on a couple. One, uh, a number of folks wrote in wanting to know if you had an opinion on uh, the insider selling that's been posted at Wallbridge. People read the message boards, yep. as I know you do, and that's being used as a club yep. uh, to beat Wallbridge down, yep. you know, that somehow people are getting out yep. of it. What do you think? <laughs> Well, let me put it, start off with this. They're really not beating it down much, okay? Right. I like it. The stocks hung in there pretty damn well, okay? And uh, I look at the selling, and uh, first of all, having been with it for a while, hey, I've seen selling at 30, 35, 40, dead, wrong, and I, you knew it at the time. I see selling up here in the, above 90, uh, and I don't want to say it's wrong in a sense that you know, if, if a director sells 20% of his holding after he's made a thousand percent on his money, I don't have a problem with it. Okay. And, and actually it creates an opportunity for a new shareholder to get involved. And uh, I would say the stock held up very, very well here. I would not say that the selling has been outsized for the kind of gain that Walbridge has experienced. I mean, this used to be a five cent stock about 18 months ago. Yeah. So it's up almost 200%. So I don't blame some people. Uh, for taking for selling some, I'd been on the other side of some of those trades buying it. It never bothers me. You know, you want to sell, fine, I'll take it. Thank you very much. Opportunity to the buyer, and that's what I believe will happen with this stock as well. And you just never know. I mean, you get people that you, it uh, has grown so much, you've got to sell some uh, just because your asset allocation gets out of whack, or maybe an individual has some cash needs. You know, they got to put a kid through college. You never know what the rationale is. It all varies. Of course, of course. Uh, to just a couple of the names that have come in, Eric, um, as we begin to wrap up, uh, somebody asked about the royalty companies and specifically one called yeah. Metalla? Metalla? Yeah, Metalla. Um, yes, I, I, I don't own Metalla, but I rather enjoy um, the discussion that uh, the CEO is a young guy um, uh, discussing the, uh, the royalty opportunities. Um, and of course, one of the great royalty opportunities is whenever you buy a royalty, you basically buy it based on the, uh, 43101 and the 43101 is, is always understated and lots of minds, you know, they say, well, we got a 10 year life and the guy buying the royalty buys it on the 10 year basis. And then the mine goes for 20 years and the price of gold goes from a thousand to 2000 and his return is four four times higher than he originally thought. So some of these royalty companies, Franco Nevada in particular, have so far outperformed things that it's just crazy. Uh, the guy who actually speaks on behalf of the company, his name is E.B. Tucker, and he's given a number of interviews to, to Kitco. And, uh, you know, I think that royalty model looks interesting. It's, in, it's uh, intrigued me to get involved in uh, Ely, Royalties, uh, which has the royalty on Fenelon, um, a two percent royalty, and again, I explained last week how valuable these royalties can be. Like they can, they're, they're the best thing to have. This comes off the top of with of revenues, they're, and they come off at the revenue line, not the profit line. So they're very, very powerful instruments, and uh, these royalty companies have by far outperformed uh, the mining companies. So I, I certainly think Metalla will be a, a great investment as will many other royalty companies yep all right and then uh, the list we've gotten a number of names london gold 
uh, Oren Resources, Group 10 Metals, all those. Uh, Eric looked at, didn't know much about those in particular, but the other one that we had left on the list was Great Thunder Gold Corp. Can you speak to that one? Yes. Only because I, I'm aware of the individual who kind of put it together, and they bought the property uh, north and a little bit to the west of the Fenelon property. And, uh, of course, there's some suggestion that uh, that the uh, Jeremy Pluton, which is on the Fenelon property, extends onto that property. Time will tell. I mean, I've actually been a believer that the property does extend off of the Walbridge property onto Balmoral's land, probably onto Great Thunder's land. I mean, time will tell. We know there's signs of it in Balmoral. There's been no drilling on the Great Thunder, so we don't know yet. But uh, it's a wonderful area. Uh, I think that the the endowment of Fenelon just keeps getting better. The understanding of the geology gets better. And my own uh, guess is that it goes off. It, it goes r- right through the whole property and off the property into other properties surrounding it. So uh, that would create an opportunity for Great Thunder and Belmoral, for that matter. All right. Uh, anything else on your mind before we wrap up, my friend? Uh, only one thing I saw that, uh, wages went up all of 0.6% last year and inflation was 25 <laughs> I don't know. Does that set you back a little? I guess yeah. it does, doesn't it? And I see that the delinquencies on autos have gone way up and God forbid that we have shutdowns of companies in the United States and all of a sudden you don't get the paycheck. Yeah. As we find out that, what's the number, 32% of people live paycheck to paycheck and still don't have enough money. Yeah. Or what would ever happen if the paycheck stopped? So, and we may get into a situation, which we're almost in in China, where the government just says, the hell with it. We're going to support everybody, i.e. print the money. Yep. And yep. If, if it ever went worldwide, I, mean, I guess that's what happened. So it tells you a lot about thinking about making sure you keep your gold position. It sure does. And it gives you, you know, maybe some rationale to add to that position. And so before we go, I want to remind everyone that the Sprott Signature Sale is currently up and running. That's one of our biggest sales of the year. And there are more than a dozen products on sale right now. To take advantage of these great prices, check the deals page at SprottMoney.com. Or heck, just get pick up the phone and give us a call at 888-861-0775 to get more information and make your purchase. Add to that stack while you can. Eric, thank you for your time. And uh, I hope I hope I uh, will visit with you on, with maybe some better news next week, but we'll see. Well, I think we'll have better news in the, our precious metal situation. I, for the world, I'm not so sure we, we're likely to have fresh, uh, better news. The uh, You know what? When the trend is in place, it's hard to reverse it. So, I mean, I'd love for someone to come up with a solution or find out that the the death rate is low or yep. something positive about it, but nothing is suggesting that today. Yep. All right, my friend. Have a great weekend. Okay. All the best, Greg. And from all of us, Sprott Money News at SprottMoney.com. Thank you for listening. We'll talk to you again next, next Friday. 